into a brand new week of TriTalk SA, and it is a massive, massive week for triathlon in South Africa. The big news, the announcement has just been made that the ITU World Series is coming to Cape Town. That is awesome, awesome news. And this week we have all the details. I caught up with Ian Banner, who's involved uh, from the organizing side of things here in South Africa, find out how it came about and what you can expect next April here in the Mother City. I also caught up with Stacey Reebok from First Ascent, proudly South African brand. They've been producing great quality gear here in South Africa for the South African market. And they are launching brand new tri-suits. Yay! New tri-suits on the market. Uh, nothing like a bit of competition. Uh, so, yeah, we'll chat all about those tri-suits. And then to wrap things up, I've got such an inspiring interview uh, with a young lady by the name of Galen Cocaine. She is amazing. Uh, she's lost a whole lot of weight on her journey to triathlon. You'll hear uh, she's probably lost one of the Jonas Brothers. Uh, if, you <laughs> if you have to sort of work out weight-wise how much she's lost. Uh, but her story is phenomenal. Uh, she's training for her first 70.3 out-and-out newbie, and it's just so cool to sort of hear her passion and also just to hear a little bit about her journey, about uh, the obstacles she's had to overcome. The weight isn't the only one. There's something else she's had to deal with too. So listen out to this interview. You're not going to want to miss it. Uh, and as always, uh, if you do listen to this podcast through the iTunes platform, thank you for the feedback. Uh, if you haven't left a review yet, I'd really appreciate it. It just helps other people uh, discover this podcast on the iTunes platform. Uh, and there's lots of races coming up this coming weekend. It is the Midlands Ultra. We gave an, uh, an entry away to that uh, a couple of months ago. So if you are racing Midlands, good luck. Uh, a week and a bit from now is jailbreak. We also chatted about that on TriTalk SA. And the good news is, uh, if you haven't checked it out yet and you are heading uh, out to one of the races, we've put together a checklist. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's actually just for me, but I'm going to share it with you uh, so that you don't forget anything at home, okay? I'm one of those people who are always forgetting things, whether it's a race belt or if it's sunglasses or sunblock, whatever it is. I've put together a checklist for you. It's free. All you need to do is go to trytalksa.co.za forward slash free. Uh, and you can download it there. We'll email it to you. So, uh, yeah, go check it out. It'll definitely help you. It runs through everything what you need for the swim, for the bike, for the run, as well as uh, sort of everything else you need just around that with regards to nutrition and that sort of thing. It's a one-pager, printed out, checklist, boom, Bob's your uncle, and you haven't forgotten anything for the race. It's as simple as that. Uh, let's get straight into this week's episode. Really excited to find out more about that ITU World Series race that's happening in Cape Town. Uh, and with the details, here's Ian Banner. <laughs> Well, a big announcement was made down in Cape Town today, and it is very, very exciting uh, for triathlon here in South Africa, not just in South Africa, but Africa as a continent. Uh, and that big announcement that was made is that uh, the ITU has added South Africa, and in particular Cape Town, uh, as one of the stops for the ITU World Triathlon Series calendar in 2014. And one of the gentlemen involved in bringing that race to South African shores is Ian Banner. Ian, welcome on to Try Talk SA. Thanks for chatting to us today. Thank you, Brad. Terrific to be in touch. Ian, you must be, must be over the moon. I mean, this is a, a massive coup for South African triathlon, isn't it? It is. It's... Um to see Cape Town being added to a world calendar alongside seven other major cities, I think is not only appropriate, but entirely exciting, as you say, and a fantastic step forward for triathlon, both at a mass participation and at an elite level. Yeah, these sort of uh, announcements aren't made lightly and, and made overnight. How long has this, this process been going on where, where Cape Town has been looked at as a possible venue? 
Well, from an ITU perspective, and I'm not talking for them, but I certainly know that Africa and South Africa have been a gap in their their annual calendar. So I believe over the last several years, there's been interest in coming here. But we started proactively negotiating and engaging on this matter early this year, and it's taken the, the year really to put the deal together and get the necessary approvals and go through the bidding process and finally win it for Cape Town. Ian, it's, I'm really excited just, just from an athlete's point of view. I mean, we've got, as it stands right now, two of the top 10 male triathletes on that ITU World's World Rankings at the moment. Uh, we've had a couple of the ladies doing really well. I'm just thinking Kate Roberts over the last few years, Jill Sanders as well has been, been up there and, and thereabout. This is, this is really, really nice for, for, for guys like them who have put in the hard yards and have had to travel a hell of a lot over the last few years to prove themselves on an international stage. And now they get to race in their own backyard in front of their own home crowd. They Absolutely, Brad. They're delighted. Um, uh, I went over to the Hamburg event this year, uh, which took part in June, July, and there were 10,000 mass participants and the elites, of course, was partaking on the ladies' side. And on the men's side, you know, Henry uh, Schumann came out uh, third in the swim behind the Brownlee brothers and managed to stick with them throughout the cycle and then uh, hung in for the first two kilometers of the run before dropping off a bit. And Richard Murray came screaming through and finished fifth after having won Hamburg the previous year. And I got to talk to, to Kate and to the two guys afterwards and suggested that we were working hard to bring it to South Africa. Needless to say, they were over the moon at that prospect. It'll be great instead of them having to travel to international destinations for them to have their colleagues, you know, come and visit their country. Yeah, it is super, super exciting. And then, Ian, just from a from an athlete's perspective, is it only open to the elites, or could anybody race this race down in down in Cape Town? That's a very important point, Brad. At the end of the day, this event is a global event presented and produced in high-end international standard, but where um, it is about mass participation. So I mentioned Hamburg. There were 10,000 what they call age group participants, your weekend warriors, partaking in a series of events from sprint distance where the swim is limited uh, to make it more uh, appealing uh, to the weekend warrior to 500 meters on the sprint side, plus, uh, and then, of course, 20 kilometers of cycling and 5Ks running, and then the Olympic distances, which are well recorded and known for the individuals. But we're going to promote the relay side. Families are going to be encouraged to enter teams. We're going to go off to schools, universities. We'd like to see 10,000 people partaking in this country. But of course, it then culminates in the elite athletes participating, 65 of the finest athletes in the world from the men and women side who will be here fighting it out for honors. That sounds absolutely amazing, and, and, and it'll just be a great introduction to a lot of people who, who maybe haven't had an introduction to the sport of triathlon. I'm really excited about it, and that's fabulous news. Can you tell us when it's going to happen? Absolutely. It'll be a weekend affair, two days of racing over the 26th and 27th of April 2014 uh, with the swim in the VNA Harbour waterfront, uh, VNA uh, waterfront Cape Town. Victoria and Alfred with a swim in the water of the harbour um, of the actual VNA and uh, cycle in a, in a series of laps um, along with the run in a series of laps. It's all about very exciting racing, terrific spectator participation.
And of course, as you say, for the weekend warrior, a great chance to get in touch with a sport that perhaps when it's at the ultra distances and Ironman, etc., is out of the reach of most. But this is definitely within the reach of your average person that's interested in either running or cycling or swimming or all three or all two, uh, every opportunity to partake. And we'll be encouraging that. Just as, you, as you're talking about that, Ian, I'm sitting here thinking this is such a great opportunity. I mean, often you watch really good athletes. I mean, I've been lucky enough to watch some of the best in the world race, and, and they look really fast when you see them on the course. But here's an opportunity for you to measure yourself on the exact same course as the best in the world. You're not going to be in the same race, essentially. You get to watch them, but you can see how much faster they actually are compared to you. Absolutely. You know, I'll use an analogy. The pro golf events in the world like Pebble Beach and the Alfred Daniel Links at St. Andrew, the amateurs play with the professionals and it's an incredible arena. Here you partake on a course that is set up to Olympic standards, to world standards, and uh, you swim, you cycle, you run on that course, you see the setup, you experience it, and then you get to spectate and watch elite athletes thereafter. It's a terrific combination. Yeah, it sounds it sounds like it's going to be an amazing, amazing weekend. Uh, and then, Ian, just finally, I mean, as far as triathlon and, and what this is going to do for, for triathlon in South Africa and not just in South Africa, what do you think the impact is going to be on the sport locally and on the continent of Africa? I think it'll be huge. Um, our objective, obviously, it'll take time to build this to get those weekend warriors, the mass participants, the Joe Public involved. But we'd like to see 10,000 people, as I mentioned. It's going to grow the interest in the sport. We're seeing the sport. It's one of the fastest-growing sports in the world right now. And I think the World Triathlon Series is, is one of the reasons. There's a lot more television exposure. So people are becoming, uh, you know, in, becoming more accustomed to what it's about and this exciting racing is tremendous from a spectator point of view too. So not only the participants, but from the general public who may want to watch, it's a terrific spectacle. Yeah, that, that venue is just going to be amazing to watch some great racing at as well. Uh, as far as entries, when will those open? When can people start finding out more and, and securing well, a spot to race? 10th of December, entries will open, and we'll be publicizing that uh, in order for people to get online and get registered and sign up. Brilliant. And what I'll do, as soon as those links and that are up, I'll pop them onto our website as well. So if somebody's listening to this, they can just link straight through uh, from the show notes thank of this episode of Try Talk SA as well. Ian Banner, thank you so Please. much for chatting to us today. It sounds like it's going to be an amazing event. I'm definitely going to make a plan to try and come down and, and if not race, definitely come and watch the best triathletes uh, on the planet slugging it out in the beautiful city of Cape Town. Thank you, Brad. I love hearing about new stuff coming onto the market with regards to gear and gadgets and all of that sort of thing. And uh, this week on Try Talk SA, we're joined by Stacey Reebok, who's the brand manager for First Descent here in South Africa. Uh, Stacey, welcome onto the show. Thanks for chatting. Cool. Thanks, Brad. Nice to be here. Stacey, you guys have been, I mean, before we get into why we want to chat, you guys have, have been around the sort of South African sporting market for a long, long time. Tell us a little bit about the company and a little bit about First Descent. Well, I mean, obviously, First Ascent is a, is a proudly South African company. I mean, it was started, you know, back in 1989. So we, we've really been, we've been on the sporting market for, for over 20 years now. And I mean, it started 
our current MD's dad actually making sleeping bags in his garage um, and then everything starting from jackets down to, to everything. And I mean, these days our, our offering just spans everything from running to cycling to climbing, um, kind of anything you can think of within that within that gear market. Um, and so, yeah, so essentially we, we've been around for quite a while and obviously Although we've been around for quite a long time, we're still constantly innovating. And I think, you know, First Ascent as a technical South African brand, um, we, we're still pushing the boundaries a bit. And I think that's that's where the sort of new announcement is really going now. So that's sort of a, a little bit of background into us. And, and I think it's pretty cool as well. You talk about being proudly South African. So often you'll get gear that, that comes in from, from Europe or North America, wherever, and it's, it's great gear. There's no two ways about it. But it's not geared to the South African climate. And, and that's probably... I mean, we're pretty unique in that that sense that uh, we have our own challenges here, don't we? Absolutely. And I mean, that that's the whole sort of foundation of our brand. I mean, we use South African athletes, our designers, our everything that we do and conceptualize in our company is is done by South Africans. I mean, we've got our designers out on the trails, trails, you know, cycling and and running, and it's and we our athletes are are the kind of athletes that are that are out there doing things. Um, they're out there sort of on the trails, on the road, giving us that feedback. And I think that's where it's really important is to is to get feedback from our market and how to make um sort of gear that works works for our climate, works for the different sort of categories that you you can participate in. And I think um that's where, you know, sort of the testing side of our business is just is really is really effective. I mean we get our athletes to performance test piece of gear that we we even think of bringing out. So I think that that's sort of a, a key foundation for our brand. It sounds it sounds awesome, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to chat to you today. A little birdie's told me that you guys are heading into the triathlon space, and uh, you've got some some exciting news. Absolutely, um, sort of. This is as of essentially next week, Monday. We actually uh, we actually launching our our new tri-suit range. Um, so first descents are are gearing up into into launching into the triathlon space, um, and essentially it's a real no-brainer. I mean, obviously it's. It's the fastest growing sport currently, um, and the likes of, um, you know, the big announcements that are happening around, around the moment. It was just a, a gap in the market that we said we want to bring good quality gear to South African triathletes, um, at a reasonable price point as well, because that's, that's also important. So, so yeah, essentially as of next week, we're launching our new tri suit. So it's very exciting on the side. That, that is very exciting. And, and, and let's just talk date wise because, uh, I mean, it doesn't really matter when you listen to this, but we're talking next week, Monday, the 2nd of December. They're going to be in stores. Tell us a little bit about yep. that, the actual suit itself. What, what, what are some of the unique selling points from, from a, a first ascent tri suit point of view? Well, we bring out a, a series called the Speed Series and the Race Series. So the Speed Series is a one piece option for both men and ladies, and the Race Series is a two-piece options, so obviously race vests and tights or shorts. Um, and essentially, yeah, it's, t- it's taken us over two years to develop these tri-suits. Um, we didn't want to, you know, we didn't see the gap and say, let's quickly get something into the, into stores um, and sell out as quickly as we, we can. We actually took almost two years to develop these, changed fabrics, experimented. We had many of our athletes, including the likes of Carla van Hastian um, and some of our other prominent triathletes actually test the gear, give us feedback. We change things. We took what they said into consideration, and we're now sitting with um, just incredible, incredible pieces of gear now. So essentially, the the speed series is is a one piece, um, and then the race series we've obviously got that both for men's and ladies. So so a really versatile, a versatile sort of offering. And as far as uh, where, where people can get their hands on them, I mean, you, you guys are, are stocked in, in, in which sort of outlets around, around the country? 
Um, initially, they, the suits are actually on on route to stores as we speak. Um, it's going into into the twelve sort of top sports and warehouses around the country. So nationwide, it will be available in your sort of flagship sports and warehouses, as well as key sort of cycling retailers, which are being rolled out right now. So, um, and then on top of that, you can obviously buy online, which is the key channel for us, and it can be delivered straight to your door. So, obviously, within the next week, as the launch happens, we'll we'll make the public aware of exactly what stores they will be available. But just I think keep your eye out, sort of online um, and in store. We're doing we're doing a big in store push within Sportsman's Warehouse as well. So, I think we'll hopefully be making a splash in store. So that's that's amazing, and and I'm going to give a bit of advice from a consumer as well. I, I I'm guessing that if you go into a store and ask them if they've got the first ascent tri suit, uh, the more people asking, the more demand is going to be for for retailers to contact you guys to get the the goods in their stores. Absolutely, I think um, we just want, we want we wanted to make a an, an accessible accessible sort of item for for triathletes, whether you you know sort of entering the sport or at the top level doing Ironman um doing Ironmans and things like that. So I think. Um, we just want we want our pricing to be obviously accessible to to South African triathletes and and offer them a really good product um, with incredible technology at a reasonable price point. So those will be available in store and online um, in the next couple of days. So exciting things! All right, if people want to find out more online, uh, what's what's the web address? Um, well, obviously it's just www.firstascent.co.za, um, and then obviously keep posted on our Facebook page, which is just First Ascent SA, and then. Our Twitter account, which is at First Ascent SA, and obviously all the news will be there. We'll take everyone through all the te- the new technologies, um, where the triathletes will be available, and um, and everything like that. So so everyone can keep their eyes peeled there. Cool. So what I'll do is I'll I'll link through f- uh, from the show notes for this episode as well to those uh, websites and web addresses and that as well. And then just on a side note, one thing I dig about what you guys do and what you do in particular is you don't just uh, talk the talk, you actually walk the talk as well. You, you're into try. Tell me how, how things are going for you. <laughs> sort of what's the, the next goal? Where are you off to? Um, yeah, well, I suppose I, I try to be an athlete. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I am a triathlete. I've sort of been, been doing it for about two years now with, um, Embark, Try and ATC down in Cape Town. Um, yeah, obviously heading for 70.3 again in January. I've had sort of two bad experiences in the past where just the day hasn't kind of panned out for me. Um, but, I'll be on the start line come 26th of Jan, giving it all I've all I've got. So uh, I think I, I think I represent the very much the sort of the back end of the the field, having fun, smiling a lot. So hopefully this year I'll I'll cross the line. But yeah, just just absolutely love the sport and and love what it's like doing for our, our city and our country. And um, I just think it's a it's a really an amazing an amazing sort of field to be in. So very very privileged. So it's going to be third time lucky on the 26th of Jan. You're not just going to be on the start line, you're going to be on the finish line too, and that's it. There's no negotiation. Absolutely. <laughs> no, absolutely. It, it should be fun, and I'll definitely be there in my first descent track suit. So um, I hope to see a lot of other people out there in the suits. And, and again, we just, you know, we, we're really looking forward to people's feedback. I think we've we've developed a product that we truly believe in, so we're just really excited to, to for our consumers to get it in their hands and then just get their feedback and then constantly constantly develop a better product from there and, and offer the South African market just something a bit different, which is great. Awesome. Stace, what I'll do is I'll pop all those links up. Look forward to, to chatting again and, and yeah, I look forward to seeing those suits. They sound amazing. Absolutely. Well, keep posted and we'll, we'll let you guys know when, when the, the sort of official launch has happened, but, but keep your eyes peeled on, on our website and, and Facebook.
Well, there have been some big announcements on this week's episode of Try Talk SA, and I thought I'd throw in some inspiration to finish things off this week, and it's great to welcome onto the show uh, Galen Cocaine. Galen, welcome onto Try Talk SA. Thanks for, for the catch-up. Oh, thank you for having me. Galen, you, you're fairly new to the sport of triathlon. You, you're right in the middle of training for your first 70.3, uh, which is, uh, I'm looking at the calendar now, and it's scaring me. It's just over two months. No, eight weeks. Eight weeks. Yes. Oh, yes. I need to start training. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> how things, how things, it's going to be your first one. I mean, as far as triathlon goes, have you done any other tries, or is this going to be the first? This will be my first Ironman. I've only just started um, doing the smaller triathlons now as well. So I've got my first ultra coming up on the 8th of December, which I'm equally excited and terrified for. But I figure jump in the deep end and see what happens. Awesome, man. It's, it's, yeah, it, it's a very, very cool experience. And the reason I wanted to chat to you is I stumbled across you on Twitter and was yes. blown away by your sort of background profile pic. I don't even know what it's called. You have lost like half a Backstreet Boy. How much weight have you lost? <laughs> lost 35 kgs 35 kgs that is yeah i mean those two photos don't even look like the same person i know it's quite funny it was um submitted onto an overseas sort of fitness page on facebook and the first sort of 40 responses to it were it's not the same person yeah. the face. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know whether to be offended or, or quite complimented because it very definitely is me and both that's, uh, I mean, it's, it's an amazing, amazing pick. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to link to that photo as well because it's amazing. It'll be in the show notes for this, uh, this episode of Try Talk SA. Tell me a little bit about you and, and sort of the weight loss and, and, and sort of how, how it came about and, and what made you decide to, to lose the weight. Okay, well, basically, I've always been chubby, but I've also always been really sporty. I played provincial water polo. I did provincial synchronized swimming. So I was training a lot so I could eat a lot. Then with working starting, I was eating a lot and not training a lot. So the weight just carried on adding itself up. And one day I got on the scale and I was over 100 kgs. Um, realizing then that if I were to fall pregnant, I would be considered a high-risk pregnancy, that my risk of diabetes and hypertension was vastly increased. There was just no, no way around it. I was enormous. I was obese. I was unhealthy. I was unfit. If I was being attacked by a robber, I wouldn't be able to outrun him. I just have to turn on and say, well, sad me, I can't run. So made the decision to sort it out and started exercising. And unfortunately, a month or two into my exercising, I developed chronic compartment syndrome in both legs. And that needed to be operated on. So I had the surgery in 2011. And unfortunately, there was a complication and the nerve in my left leg was severed, leaving my foot on my left side paralyzed. So I had three weeks, or three months, sorry, in bed, relearning to walk, relearning to drive, and just said, you know what, I have no more excuses. The weight's got to come off. The life's got to be turned around. This is my chance to make something of myself. So um started researching, looked online, got onto Pinterest, found out everything I could about the best way to lose weight, and developed a program for myself that, that worked. I treated myself like an alcoholic or a drug addict would and cut out everything, ate consistently, ate clean, ate healthy, and five months later, I was down to 65 kilos. Wow, that, that's amazing. Helen, it, I find it quite interesting that you, you, you say you treated yourself like an alcoholic or, or a drug addict. Mm. Uh, it's funny, you're the first person I've chatted to that said that because that's exactly the way I feel, that it's yeah. almost like food was, was my drug of choice. 
that yes. it's it's almost uh, and and it's the, the difficult part about it is food is socially acceptable. I mean, if you had a, a heroin addiction, people aren't going to let you shoot up at the table. But food, exactly. you can you can eat, and 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 that's one of the big problems. Is and and I think a lot of people feel that way, but they just there's no one acknowledging that fact. Yeah, exactly. And you know, a coke addict will say, "Well, I'll just never have cocaine again," and then they can stay on track. But a food addict has to carry on eating. So it's it's hard to find that balance between how much can you have and how much can't you have and what can you have and what can't you have and you know I've I've slipped back and you know I'd, I'd even say relapsed a few times since then you know I was on holiday for three weeks in Zanzibar eating and drinking whatever I wanted and put on ten kgs which I'm now still trying to lose but that's normal it happens and it just reminds you of your weaknesses and that just like an alcoholic can't have one glass of wine and think they're going to wake up the next day okay. You need to realize that you're the same. And, and You've got to live every day the way that you intend to live for the rest of your life. Yeah, that's exactly it, that it's an ongoing thing. It's, it's an ongoing battle, and it's never going to go away, and you need to manage it on a daily basis. Exactly. Yeah, Galen, I, I mean, it's, it's amazing. I, that's why I wanted to chat to you is it's just – uh, I think stories like this, a lot of people don't realize that there, there are people with, with these sort of issues. And, and the scary thing is there's, there's more people, I think, uh, with this problem than, than are, are sort of coming out and saying, I've got this problem. Exactly. And it, it, it's like a, a shameful disease. You know, just like somebody with diabetes is happy to talk about it, or somebody with mental illness won't talk about it. You know, why one is one thing okay to talk about and one not? Yes, I didn't get that fact because I had some problem with my stomach. I got that fact because I was greedy. End of story. Yeah. But that's not who I am. It's a twist that I made and a habit I got into. So it was up to me to break it and change it and become someone that I was proud of. That's amazing. And, and I, I just love the, the mental attitude about it and the way you sort of sort of wrapped your head around the issue and, and dealt with it. That's uh, it's one of those things. And, and for me, that's probably been the, the biggest challenge as well, is, is getting your head around this thing and, and making sure that your head is, is in control and not your stomach. Exactly. And that's where, you know, just as that's where your weakness lies, that's where your strength lies as well. Once your mind is right, your body will follow. You know, your, your mind is in charge. So, you know, the three months that I had on bed rest, relearning how to walk, I spent three months journaling, focusing, deciding what I wanted for myself and coming up with a plan and a program that I would stick to no matter what. So that for me was almost like a drug addict reaches rock bottom. That was my sort of turnaround point was I can't even walk to the toilet on my own. I've got to be helped. You know, if I carry on eating the way I am, I'm going to turn into one of those people that you see on reality TV who are so obese they can't get out of bed. So, you know, I didn't want that for myself. I didn't want to set that example for my family, for my children. I I want better for myself and I want better for them. Brilliant. Galen, and, and I have to ask, are you an emotional eater? Absolutely. What, what, yeah. are, the, what are the triggers? I mean, and, and have you managed to get that under control or is that still a problem? No, it's an ongoing thing. Um, one of the things that I have realized is, for me, it's, it becomes like an anorexic. They say that anorexics become like that because they've got no control over certain issues in their life. And for me, that's what the overeating was. When things are going badly that I can't control, I would turn to food because that I could choose. I could choose what I bought, how much I spent, how I cooked it, when I ate it. It was totally up to me. I didn't have to talk to anyone, discuss it with anyone. And, um, I mean, I would eat for any reason. If I was sad, if I was happy, if I was angry, if I was miserable, if I was lonely, if I was being sociable. 
there was always a reason to justify pegging out. And um, that's when I just realized, my, my goodness, how pathetic. You know, it's not even like I can say, oh, it's only when I'm bored. You know, then just be active and, and be busy and you won't eat. For me, food was just all the time. I didn't, I didn't even really need a reason. So, you know, one of the things that I've overcome and that I've learned is, is to recognize when those feelings come. And they do still. I mean, if I've had a rough day or, you know, something emotional has happened, I, I will immediately think to myself, okay, well, where can I stop on the way home to buy something to eat? And then I've learned, okay, Galen, hang on. Why do you think that food is going to help you feel any better? You know, you've learned that all it's going to do is make you feel totally rotten. You're going to wake up tomorrow with a food hangover. You're not going to exercise because you're feeling so horrible about yourself. And what is it actually achieving? Gannon, I'm so glad we, we, we chatting because, I mean, this, it's almost like I'm speaking to myself because I feel exactly the same way. So uh, it, it's really, really cool. Let, let's touch on the triathlon side of things. 70.3, you mentioned you're doing your first ultra on the 8th of December, but 70.3 is the big goal. Uh, how's the training going going for that? Yeah, it's going well. It's been it's been so. I've been sick. I had a car accident. Uh, it, for a while, it felt like every single odd was possible that there possibly could be a second against me. I just thought this is too much. The dream is too big. And then sort of regrouped and started journaling a bit more about it and said, you know, there's no such thing as a dream being too big. I've got this disability. You know, I'm classified 40% disabled. I can't run without being in pain. But I'm a damn good swimmer. So let me swim and do well in the swim and get out of the 10, 15 minute advantage. Have I got strong legs? Not yet. In the next eight weeks, can I get them so that I kill it on my back? Sure. There's no reason why in the next two months I can't get to be a good, strong cyclist. The run, that's going to be the biggest challenge for me. I mean, at the moment, the furthest I've ever run walked in my life is eight and a half K. So to go from that to 21 is massive. But you know what? If you don't try, you'll never know. So I'm going to give it all I've got. And, you know, calling on people, speaking to people on Twitter, speaking to people who've done Ironman, asking them for advice. You know, what's the best shoes to buy? What's the best train watch to get? What should I be eating? What should I be drinking? And people are really, really helpful and, and, and motivating. And, you know, people say, gosh, you're disabled and you're doing it. Gee, wow, that's amazing. Okay, I'm going to go for another run. Yeah. So it's, it's an amazing community that I've found myself in that, uh, what have happened at 70.3, I think I'm going to I'm gonna want to stay involved in, you know, even if it's just smaller tribes over the years. But it's a community that I feel really well received and accepted and everyone's kind of there for each other too, which I love. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, triathlon, when I first got into to, to it, 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 it was very intimidating. I don't know if you found that. It, it was... Uh, really, I mean, if you look at the guys at the top of the field, they all lean and these racing yes. snakes. But it's actually even those guys are so sort of welcoming. If if you just reach yeah. out and and ask questions, and you mentioned Twitter and online, I've just found it's it's such a, a sort of great resource to to pick people's brains. And and the guys are are so willing to share advice. And uh, if you ask them a question, and I'm not just talking the average guys, I'm talking the elite guys. That if you reach yes. out to them, they they've just been really cool. And I'm sure you've had the same experience. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I just feel like it's in anything in life. It's, when we were in school, we had to do a project. We had to go and research. You know, for me, sports is a, it's a project. And I can't expect to come up on race day not having researched. I wasn't born with the knowledge of how to transition or how to ride my bike or anything like that. I've had to ask. And it just goes in with, you know, what we tell our kids. If you don't ask, you'll never know. So ask people for help. Ask people for advice. People want to see you succeed. They'll, 
if you don't, you know what I mean? You've got to give them a chance to help you because they want to. And that's something that I've really, really enjoyed about triathlon. You know, and I, I, you know, I arrive at a race and I'm absolutely petrified because I look at the people around me and think, gosh, what have I got myself into? I'm nothing like them. But they'll be there clapping for me when I come in, whether it's dead last or fifth. You know, they're, they're all there clapping, cheering, supporting, and that's the buzz. That's what gets me. Galen, before I let you go, you're very active on social media and you blog and that sort of thing as well. Where do you hang out online? Where can people find you? People can find me on Facebook. My Facebook page is A New Way, W-E-I-G-H. That's my business that I help other people with their weight loss journeys. On Twitter, I'm at A New Way. And my blog is galensheartofiron.blogspot.com. Easy as that. And I'll pop those links on our website as well. So if you get to the show notes for this episode of Try Talk SA, those links will be there and you can link straight through. Galen, thank you so much uh, for taking the time to chat to us today. Really do appreciate it. Uh, and good luck for the rest of your journey, the next eight weeks to 70.3, as well as your first ultra on the 8th of, Je- uh, 8th of December. And I look forward to catching up with you in East London. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me and for giving me a chance to share my story. Well, that's a wrap for this week's episode of Try Talk SA. Thank you so much uh, for downloading and listening to this weekly podcast. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed putting it together for you. Uh, Just a quick heads up. Next week, I am super excited uh, to have him on the show again. He's probably one of the most inspirational people you will ever, ever, ever meet. Uh, I'm talking about Super Pit, Peter Dupria who is Ganu, and I'm speaking it into existence. He's going to become the first quadriplegic to complete an Ironman triathlon. Uh, We'll be chatting to him next week in Australia. Ironman Western Australia happening uh, next weekend, and Peter's going to be racing. That was where he became the first quad to finish a 70.3. He's gone back, uh, and he's had challenges. Don't you worry. Things haven't uh, been easy for Pitt in the build-up to this one. We'll find out uh, a little bit about the preparation. He was hit by a car and broke his arm not so long ago, uh, and he thought the dream was over. But uh, true to form and true to the guy that he is, never say die is what Peter's attitude is and never give up. Uh, I'm going to pop a video uh, that he sent me on this week's show uh, in the show notes. Uh, watch the video and make sure you listen to next week's episode of Try Talk SA. He's an amazing, amazing guy, and I look forward to spending some more time with him and sharing his journey with you here on the podcast. So if you want to be in touch in the meantime, email us, podcast at trytalksa.co.za. You can tweet us at uh, TryTalkSA, or you can like us on Facebook. Pop us a message that way, too. Just go to facebook.com forward slash TryTalkSA. Don't forget to pick up that checklist if you are racing anytime soon. Uh, It is free. Uh, Just go to TryTalkSA.co.za forward slash free, and uh, we'll email it to you straight from that page. So uh, pretty easy and uh, just going to make your life a little bit easier if you are packing for a race. If you are heading down to Midlands this weekend, good luck. I hope it uh, goes supremely well and uh, all the goals that you've set uh, come to fruition. So until next week, have yourself a great one. From myself, Brad Brown, cheers. <laughs>